0: What do you see when you see me? That's, that's a question that I think about that I ponder on is, you know, what do other people see when they look at me when they experience me? How are they receiving me? Like, I really think about that a lot. And not that it matters heavily to the point where I take every single person who receives me, I take their opinion. And what and and how they feel and what they think into consideration. But it is important for me to understand what the mass majority of people who experience me are receiving, what it is that they're getting, what it is that they're thinking and feeling. It almost acts as a mental boundary for me to always be aware of how I present um, and how, how another person experienced me experiences me. It helps me to just be self-aware of that and that's really what I want to dive into in today's episode. Welcome back to Simply the Brave Space. I am the B&B Simply and I want to first and foremost always thank you for sharing a brave space with me. I am changing all the time as everybody is. Change is one of those one of those constants and this idea of my self-concept And like who I am and who I present to be and how people receive that presentation um, has really been heavy on my mind. And I figured that it was a really good opportunity to speak to it on the podcast, share a brave space around how we think others experience us um, and what our intention is when we're sending messages compared to how the message lands. You know what I mean? So my first question that I'm asking myself is, what do I represent? Like, what do I think that I represent? And when I sit and ponder on what I think I represent, I think I represent um, leading in love, unconditional love. And not unconditional as in like, you have a surplus of love and you are continuing to give it out no matter how you are being treated and what you're receiving in return. When I say unconditional love, I mean Like I've previously said plenty of times, I am leading with love with the intention of being loving. Everything that I do um, is layered in love. Everything that I do is wrapped in love. Everything that, you know, every place that I go and every every move that I make has the intention and, and is laced with the intention of being loving, right? Being a human being and being able to extend that same humanity to another person. I think I represent authenticity. I think I represent honesty. I think I represent care, compassion. I think I represent the truth. And the truth hurts sometimes, even when I have to, you know, be honest with myself. But I am also very aware of the thin line between honesty and brutality. And I make sure to never be brutal with myself or with others. I try to be very considerate of that. And I really really do my best to focus on the truth focus on the facts and presenting that truth and that facts in the best way that another person will be able to receive it who am i who do i think people think i am right so who am i is very closely related to what i represent um with with slight differences i am a soul having a human experience Um, I am a spiritual being navigating a physical realm. That's who I am. That's who I am. As, as, As simply put, every one of us has layers upon layers upon layers of personality experiences, trauma, thoughts, feelings, and all of that just makes us human, right? So the best way that I can describe who I am is simply saying that I am a spiritual essence and a spiritual being navigating this physical vessel and mastering this human experience. And I wish that more people were able to adopt that mindset and really understand that. this, this life isn't just meant to be all about the struggle and all about the work and all about the accomplishments. Like there is joy in this life. There is joy in this human experience and we deserve it. We deserve it. And I'm so dedicated and committed to accessing that joy and accessing that happiness. Um, the older that I get, I get very excited about getting older I get very excited about getting older, about the different wisdom that will just click because I've learned that as I'm getting older, things just, things just click now. Things that didn't make sense before, you just wake up one day and you're like, something happens. It could be very small, very minute, or something could be very large, but something happens and you're just like, you know what, I get it. I get it. I understand. I receive it. It's marinated. It's, it's seeped, it's seeped deep down. I get it. I understand. And then you're forever changed. You, you, you move from that point on as if you are wise to these different circumstances as you should, to be quite honest, as you honestly should. Um, so that's who I am. And who do I think people think I am? That's crazy because who I, I don't think people see me the way that I see myself. And maybe that's just like a me thing. Like, oh, they couldn't possibly see me for who I am because I don't even think that I'm showing every part of who I am when I'm out navigating the world, mastering the world. And I think that when people see me and when people experience me, I think they experience and see a kind young, you know, black woman living her life to the best of her ability. Um and it honestly maybe depends on the environment that I'm in because people at work think that I'm very disengaged. I'm very quiet. Um I'm very detached and I'm very distant, right? That's what people at w- I would say that people at work perceive me that way. That's who they think I am. But I do that on purpose. Like I don't go to work wanting my coworkers to know anything about me. I have past work trauma, we might get into that in another episode, but I I really, I really try my best to be as anonymous as possible, like I dress very sexually androgynously, I hope androgynously, is that a word? It's going to be a word today, like I could go to work looking very girly, I could also go to work looking very masculine, I keep it very in the middle, you'll never know if I'm gay or straight. Cause that's none of your business. Like I, I make it hard to make assumptions about me in the workplace on purpose. So people at work, they think that I'm very, you know, just to myself, quiet, not, not much going on with me at all to the point where they're very excited when they get to learn something new about me. And like, even in, we've done gratitude exercises, like in meetings and stuff like that, and they always say that they're grateful for when I open up and I share because they get to learn more about me and experience me in a different way than how I'm actively presenting. My family, I think my family sees me. Actually, that's a, I don't know how my family sees me, to be honest with you, child. I really don't. I think that they see, I think they see a young black woman that they're connected to, even in the smallest ways, doing her best accomplishing as much as she can um I think that they they probably think that I'm distant my mother's side of the family probably thinks that I'm distant but they I connect with them more than I would connect with my father's side of the family I'm sure my father's side of the family I'm sure that they think that I am just a weirdo a funny acting weirdo um and sometimes I hate that they think that but other times I really just let it be what it is and I don't challenge those perceptions because I mean, I can only be who I am and I won't lie and say that I'm the most invested in all of my family functions on my dad's side of the family, but it's just different. Like my energy is different from theirs. Not to say that their energy is bad in any way, shape or form, but it's just different than mine. And it doesn't, it doesn't flow harmoniously to where like, there's not much that I experience with my dad's side of the family that makes me want to like continue engaging. I have a select few of family members on my dad's side of the family that I just love, can't get enough of, would spend ample amount of time with, but their core family is my dad's side of the family. So it's hard to make those connections. Or maybe I just don't put enough effort into making or creating more memories and experiences with the family members that I do consider myself spiritually aligned with. But I think my father's side of the family just thinks that I'm a funny weirdo. <laughs> and I really can't blame them because like, do I act weird on purpose? No, but I do keep my distance. I just be minding my business. Like I just mind my business. Like that's really, that's really all I do is just mind my business. And when you, if if you reach out to me, if you congratulate me, if we connect, I'm all, I'm here, I'm all for it. What's tea? What's good? All congratulations. But I am not the initiator zero out of 10 dang near to be honest with you uh but I see them I love them I send them my love all the time uh but I wouldn't say that that's something that they know. I don't make it known I think my friend group sees me as a genuine generous and loving friend I think that they see me as a bitch sometimes too (laughs) because I know that that's real um but for the most part, I think they see me as somebody that is willing to go the extra mile for them if necessary, especially if I know that they are down to go the extra mile for me as well. Uh, I think those are all the people, all, all of the environments that I frequent. Um, I think my mom is probably one person in my life that thinks the absolute most and best of me. My mom probably thinks the best of me out of anybody in my entire life. I think she admires what I've been able to accomplish in my life. And I think that she loves that she raised a daughter that is quite frankly me. (laughs) Like I think my mom is very proud of me and I, as she should, like I've worked really hard. Um, I'm going to continue to work hard and I still have so much to accomplish, but I think that she's wildly proud of me um, as she should be do you trust the version of yourself you know or are familiar with so do you like the version of yourself that you identify with most do you trust that version of yourself and I asked this question because there was a time where I didn't really trust the version of myself that I felt connected to it's like imposter syndrome you're just like okay I know I'm this bitch and I feel like this bitch hey, am I really this bitch Oh, who, who knows? Only me. Only I know. Like only I can validate that. Only I can know that for sure and for certain deep down. Only me. So it's just like when I'm when I'm deep in experiencing imposter syndrome, I have to ask myself, like, do I trust the version of myself that I'm most connected to? Right now, I fully trust the version of myself that I'm connected to. And, and I had to really give that some thought. I don't even I don't even know if you could see me thinking about it. But I had to really give that a tiny bit of thought as I'm even speaking on it right now because in my moments of uncertainty, uncertainty makes me very uncomfortable. Okay? When I'm uncertain about something, I get very uncomfortable because I'm always I'm more than often so sure. Like I can make decisions very quickly because I know what I want. And I know how I feel because I've had a lot of practice. So when I am uncertain about how I feel, and I am uncertain about what steps to take next, I get very, very fucking uncomfortable. And those moments can definitely challenge the trust that I have in the version of myself that I'm most connected to. But I have to use my discernment and I have to remind myself that Life is about ebbs and flows and when I'm when I'm ebbing, I gotta remember that it's gonna flow and if I'm on a down if I'm on a down dip of my mood or my emotions or just mentally, I have nowhere else to go but up. So I need to remind myself of what I know to be true, affirm what I know to be true, and ride and ride the damn wave. Ride the wave of my emotions. Because that's that's all that feelings are not facts. Feelings are meant to be experienced, understood, and released. You know what I mean? Like, they're not meant to stick with us forevers and evers and evers because now you got a grudge, and now you're bitter, and now you're petty about a variety of different things. And even in, in, if we keep with this example of relationship with yourself, having, holding grudges against yourself are just are just blockages that you create or walls that you create to put in front of you and your ultimate goal, your destinations, experiences that teach you things like they're blockages. So I trust the version of myself that I am most connected with at this moment and I remind and affirm myself when I'm feeling lower That that's who I am and that that's trust that I have and that I felt that trust and that I know that trust. I remind myself what that feels like so that when I flow up out this ebb, I just I just I ride the wave and I let my feelings do what they do and I release them. And I keep it pushing, you know, I keep it moving. How have I changed and how have I remained the same? Man, I. I think I've remained the same in my core values, what I find to be important, my boundaries. Uh, Even though I've added new boundaries, there are certain boundaries that I've had um, since I've started to grow into a woman. I have a lot of strict, strong and honorable values when it comes to my friends um, and my family. It's like when I'm done, I'm done. There is no going back. There is no backtracking. When I'm done, I'm done. And maybe it may take me a little bit of time to make a decision that like, okay, I'm done with this interaction. I'm done with this friendship, relationship situation. It may take me some time to decide that I'm done and I may need to exhaust all of my options and try a variety of different things before I come to the conclusion that I'm done. But when I get there, it ain't no hope for you. It ain't no hope for you and it ain't no coming back. That's something that I've always stood on. Ways that I've changed I would say that I'm just, I'm more emotionally open. I'm more, um, I'm more honest with myself and I'm more honest with others. I'm less embarrassed. I'm less concerned. I'm less insecure. I'm much more confident. Um, I'm much more connected and in tune with myself, my body, my womb, spirit, my ancestors. I, I. What else? How have I changed? This is a new change that I'm experiencing, but I don't play about me. And it's been feeling so good. It's been feeling so good to call out people's shit and not play about yourself. You know what I mean? And like, it takes, it. sometimes it takes you a while to get to that point. And sometimes you're just already motherfucking there. Uh, but for me, it took me a while because I rested so much in killing with kindness and being compassionate um, and just you know what? If somebody hurts me, I just I don't even want to I don't even want to step into any negative energy to retaliate. I just want to walk away and be over with it and done with it. No, there is healing and there is power in telling a motherfucker about they Now, every situation does not call for that, but there are some situations that, requ- that require you to say what needs to be motherfucking said. OK, and I'm in a place now where it's just like, you know what? I either have nothing to say or you're going to hear everything that I have to say. There is no in-between. It's one or the other. And I really love that change about me. I love that change about me because it's given me so much power. It's given me so much power. You know what I'm saying? I actively have the choice to respond to whatever I want to, just like everybody else. But I am now more confident in addressing the things that I know ruffled my fucking feathers rather than saying you know what I don't even know if I have a leg to stand on I'm just gonna walk away and leave it alone and just not deal with it um and hope that it never never bothers me again I'm not in that space I'm not in that space I'm much I'm much stronger um and I know my feelings are valid And I know my feelings aren't facts, but what they are is valid to my experience. You can't tell me how I experienced something. You can tell me it wasn't your intentions for me to experience that. But to tell me that my experience is wrong or like I didn't experience that, mm -mm, you don't have the right to do that. You're not me. I'm me, you know what's different about what I see in myself compared to what other people see in myself. I don't think that there's any difference. I just think that I see more than the, than other people, obviously, because I'm me. So they may see my kindness, my compassion, my understanding, uh, my consideration. And I see and experience all of those things, but I also see when I'm a bitch and when I'm kind of mean and when I'm irritating and when I'm irritated When I'm annoying and when I'm annoyed, like I see every side, every layer of everything. So I think that people generally receive my best. Right. But I see my best and my worst and I experience my best and my worst. And I live with love on cater to grow with my best and my worst. Yeah. What about me? Do I want to improve and I put in parentheses in my notes, not change, but improve, not change, but improve because I wanted the language to be intentional. Intentional about accepting and honoring where you are right now and where you would like to be, not in a space of heavily criticizing yourself. Even though healthy constructive criticism um, can be good for you, specifically this question for myself and for you if you want to answer any of these questions. It's to think about what you already know, accept and love about self, but that you can also create room to improve because you love that, that because you love that about yourself so much. It's just like this is something that I hold dear and that I hold sacred about my own self-concept. I want to keep honing it, keep improving it, keep making it better because of how much I love it and because of how much it means to me and i think when i when i sit and think about what is something about myself that i want to improve i think it's just like my ability to love others that's always something that i'm willing to grow and improve because it's something that i absolutely hold dear about myself like I hold my ability and capacity to love and for love my ability to love and my capacity for love I hold that very near and dear to my heart and it's always something that I want to improve upon because the better you get at understanding experiencing sending and exuding love the less disrupted you are by other people in their acts that don't align with love or in their acts that go against what it is that you kind of stand for you get what I'm saying like you have such an understanding um such a deep understanding and a deep practice of love that you can see a mile away what a person is navigating out of and you can recognize when that core is not love and you take it less personally when you understand where the space that they're navigating from I can't fault you for anything that you're doing sending or exuding because you're probably experiencing some deep rooted misery you're not leading with love and you're not sending it you're not even loving yourself so i can expect you to send me love right like it it gives you the opportunity to not feel sorry for a person but just to understand that you know what you have things going on within you that would need to be sorted out on a variety of different levels before i can ever hold you to an expectation so then it's my decision whether I want to stay around for you to figure this shit out or if I want to hit the bricks hit the bricks and go because obviously I can't I can't hold you up to this expectation and this standard because you don't even treat yourself well you don't even take good care of yourself you don't even fuck with yourself so how you gonna treat me good fuck with me and love on me it's just not gonna work And this is, and this is, and I'm talking about love on, on all its levels, on all its levels, you can't, you can't operate in it. If you don't even know how to give it to yourself and show it to yourself, it just doesn't work out that way.